1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. And with a quick turn, Skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard
2: making Forest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. he could win it, he probably
0: has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening
1: goal, what a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers cast. It's been another very dull few days at Yeovil Town. HQ, quite know what we're going to talk about on the podcast tonight. I'm sure we'll find a way, though. And to do this tonight, we have, of course, got the usual duo of David Coates and a man who saw us lose against Wrexham, but play quite well. And we need to dissect it all with him, Mr. Ian Perkins. Gentlemen, how are we on this Sunday evening? We're good.
3: I'm good. Yeah. Are you sure? You had to I'm... think about
0: it? Or... No, I'm
3: happy. I was waiting for Ian to burst in with the positivity. <laughs> uh... Go go full Barack <laughs> Obama and give us his hope over adversity speech and everything.
2: <laughs> hope in uncertain times. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, all good. Listeners, you may be able to hear my child in the background at points when I'm talking. He's had a late bath and is still quite alert for a Sunday night at ten past eight. Um so sorry about that, but he'll be asleep soon. Yeah. And to be he was... honest, he might make more sense than the rest of us though. So hundred percent he will. He just <laughs> run past
3: with a bed sheet and a can of spray paint, so oh, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he is good at phonics. <laughs> the yeah, it OU starts with
0: sound. The OU <laughs> sound today makes ow. Okay. Yeah, it starts with a pur. <laughs> Or does it so, start with a kekka? I'm not sure.
3: Let's, uh, well, it starts with... <laughs> a kicking with...
0: <laughs> Caterpillar Thank you very much. <laughs> um, right, let's talk about some football, because we had some football did. in amongst all of the shenanigans that happened. And there <laughs> has been shenanigans since we last recorded, because of course there has, it's Yeovil. Um, but let's talk about some football first, because 11 of our lads went up against 11 of Rexon's lads and did okay but doing okay has rewarded, been rewarded with the square root of nothing in the way of additional points. Ian, you were there. Let's start with the starting lineup. You got the team news through, and your first thought was... Where's Max Hunt? Where the heck is Max Hunt? <laughs> and then Where's spot- Max Hunt,
2: and who's up front? <laughs> <laughs> were the first two things.
0: Yeah. We then spotted Max Hunt, And he had um, some additional baggage, mostly wrapped around his foot.
2: I do prefer a crutchless Max Hunt.
3: Yes. (laughs) My boggles, yeah.
2: (laughs) My first thought
0: was they must be some really big crutches.
2: (laughs) Very long. He's got them on the longest setting, hasn't he? Yeah,
0: exactly. There is no way he's on a regular human pair of crutches. (laughs) Um, But that's not good. Um and like you said, there was no strikers. However, 14 minutes into the game, it didn't really matter that there was no strikers. Should we talk about Max Hunt first? We don't really know the specifics of it. Um, A training ground injury, and the phrase is couple of months. That is an almighty kick in the teeth, isn't it?
2: It is. I think, well, we'll probably talk about this as we go on, but I think, it's neither, you know, the rest of the teeth were kicked out later in the game with Josh Staunton going off the pitch as well. I'm not saying that the new That's Football
0: podcast has anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you're going to try and step on our podcast to airspace... Don't step inj- on their toes. Don't, don't don't injure our players whilst doing it. Yeah. You can I be as it- entertaining as you like. You can talk about whatever you like, but don't
2: injure our players. I heard that Max Hunt tripped on an audio lead oh, on, yeah. his, on his That's way what out. I heard.
0: That's what I heard. Have yeah. you been injured
2: in a video podcast <laughs> incident? Like... This is why we are audio only. <laughs>
0: when we, there's blame, there's a claim. We are protecting <laughs> our players. This is the reason Dan Moss came on. He was like, is it audio or video? Audio. Day, I'll come on. Video? No, no, no. I'll trip over and be out for two
2: months. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yourself in your phone padded room.
0: Exactly. It'll be fine.
2: Exactly. So Dan I mean, Moss could have done it anywhere because he's not really ours anymore is he so but yeah our, our contracted players yeah wrap them up in cotton wool before they come on. Correct. Exactly. So
0: uh podcast killed the Yeovil star is what we know. Um <laughs> oh, injured and a <laughs> couple of months. So let's okay let's let, let, let's add in the Josh Thornton chat because he would have been the ghost you've got to go back in there. But to have Hunt and Staunton now missing for however long, that's the biggest sigh of the lot, isn't it, really? thats I'm not really worried about the result after that. I'm worried about who the heck are we going to have down the spine of our team?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest biggest concern. You know, on the bench we had Alex Bradley and Ruben Reed and Adi Yusuf and Max Evans and Toby Stevens. So not... Blessed with centre backs. Uh, the more I see a Jack Robinson, the less I think Jack Robinson is a centre back as well. Okay, right. Hang on. Let me just hang on. Let's pause <laughs> there. No, no, no. Because I was surprised
0: because I told, I asked the, I asked the group. I said, who? So who's now at the back? And I thought it was going to be Williams and Robinson. Yeah. But you said no. It's Williams and Reed and Bradley went to right back. Is that right?
3: That no, Williams, Williams and Little. Not Reed. you wouldn't put Reed back there. Sorry,
0: yeah, no, you're right, sorry. <laughs> the best I, you know centre-back
1: it. to well, go Saying back <laughs> Saying
2: that, it might be quite good
0: there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Williams and Little yeah with Bradley at right-back. And I was yeah. surprised at that because I was at Solihull. Dave, you are at Solihull. I thought Robinson did really well at centre-back after Max Hunt got sent off. And I assumed that would be the way that they went with Barnett being an actual left-back on the pitch as well. So with regards to how we start the next game we think Wilkinson will be back available so we assume it'll be Wilkinson Williams but is plan b now going to be regularly little do you think
2: well unless we can bring anyone in so it's going to be little I think it's gonna have to be little isn't it uh yeah yeah I think so it's a bit of a panic um but what (laughs) what can we do (laughs) well I mean for all we know, on Friday the, the owner might sell Morgan Williams because he's under contract. So,
3: <laughs> well, uh, can I say? Can uh, the that was the first thing that went through my mind when when Max. Oh, how
0: there. bad's that? Yeah, <laughs> how bad's and, that? And,
3: and then, do you want to know what's even worse than that? When I saw he was injured, I thought, well, at least he won't be able to sell him if he's injured. <laughs> that was my second thought, honestly, without even you know, pure instinct. That was. But yeah, how bad is that?
2: Not ideal, is it? No. Um, but I think we've we've kicked off a little bit of a downer, haven't we? Really. Well, that's but... fine because we may we, we may have to do sort of peaks and troughs here. So we've, <laughs> we've
0: we've we've
1: a lot like
2: we... likes to put in We're on a run at the moment. We're on a negative run right now. <laughs> I don't believe in them, but we're on one.
0: A lot of runs of ones have gone against <laughs> us. Um, so we've done the negative, defensive o oh poopers. Let's hope they're not as bad as we first think. Let's have a good part now and talk about we were we were all thinking who the heck's up front who how did they physically line up was it a flat three or was it sort of three players being given the freedom of the just the final third of the pitch
2: yeah it was quite fluid um Tom Knowles and Charlie Wakefield and Sonny sort of in a we were kind of a diamond in that you know if you you probably would have counted Sonny a bit more in that midfield four but between Him and Charlie Wakefield and Tom Knowles, they were all over the place, really. They were causing them a lot of problems. I thought Charlie Wakefield was finding himself out on the right hand side. Then next minute he was up on the left hand side. It was, and that they had a back three as well Mm, with with wing backs. So it it did away. Yeah. So it was quite, it seemed to work quite well. I think what we had was pace, which was, able to just get in front of the centre-backs and sort of Knowles would flick it onto Wakefield and then he'd have a bit of space to run on and Knowles would be, you know, on on the turn and on the run towards the goal again. I thought there was loads of little bits to link up and I thought Sonny had the best game I've seen. I mean, I think everyone had a good game at Weymouth away, which I wasn't at, but I felt he, he had his best, but certainly best performance I've seen him play for us. He just seemed to really keep things ticking over. He had loads of nice little swivels and touches that just bought himself a few yards here and there and just yeah was moving it around really quickly you know when he first signed and Darren Self sort of said he's taking a little bit too long on the ball at the moment he wants a bit too long now he seems to have found that rhythm and that you know that speed which again he seems to find so much space to be able to do what he wants I think if we can get him Obviously, it was a bit of a challenge against Wrexham, but if we can get him a little bit further forward, he's going to unlock so much. Because we had the manager said we had so many more clear cut chances than we've had all season in any games. Like in the first half, we could have been two or three up, and and what well, we should have been at least two. That Charlie Wakefield's miss was, oh, I don't know what I don't know what happened. It was a ropey clearance from the keeper, Worthington nicks it ahead of their defender and he squares it to Wakefield and he could he's got the whole goal to aim at and it's almost like he his brain had kicked the ball before his feet had kicked the ball and he just fluffed it. I don't know if he hit it with his you know when your left foot hits the ball before your right foot kicks it. It was just a real just fluffed his lines worse than the keeper did before really. Um he's yeah, kicking so that the was... ball
3: with his brain that might be the reason why I might <laughs>
2: It was was like yeah, he'd pictured it in his mind but then didn't do it, which was unfortunate because he he looked a lot sharper than he has done in the last few weeks. He looked like he's had a rest and is, you know, back to a decent, you know, a decent level.
0: Tactical question then. Do you think because we didn't have Reed Yusuf or and we'll get to it quickly, up front. Because there was no focal point, do you think that that means that we weren't looking for the focal point? We were looking around at other options, and suddenly that was better. Like if we've got Yusuf or we've got Reed, it has to go to Yusuf or Reed. But because we didn't have that one, we didn't have that option, everyone was kind of being a bit more fluid and, and thinking a little bit differently.
2: It was a combination. I felt we we got the ball down, and we played. I felt we played a lot more football. But also with Wrexham's back three, it seemed when they were quite narrow, we seemed to go for the balls over the shoulder into space with Knowles and Wakefield running onto it. There was a lot of balls over the back trying to chase, um, chase onto them because I think you know Ben Tozer was the centre man in that um, back back three, and I think we probably thought if we get a ball in behind him, there's enough pace on our you know hmm. on. Two, at least both of, them, both of them really there's enough pace on them to nick it here so it rather than have a focal point we had a tactic where we were able to play the ball in behind and chase it down and then when you've got defenders you know running back towards their goal they don't particularly like doing that today so you know we, we had moments where it felt like we could have caused problems from those situations as well.
0: I felt like that was something we were trying to do away at Wrexham as well. I think we tried to cotton on to that, that three at the back situation. They didn't really know. And I remember Stockport did something similar when Stockport played three at the back against us, because we were, well, for one of the word, ballsy about it. And had a go at those areas in behind what, what, where the fullbacks would have been and in the channels. We got more success. So it's interesting to to hear that that tactic was employed because obviously we've done our research and we, we were ready for them, the best of our ability. And, that it was proving to be quite successful. I mean, that's a, a tick in the tactics box, I think.
3: Do you know who else plays three in the back? Woking, I think. Uh, I
0: they think might they do, play.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, they might do, yeah.
3: They've got a few.
0: They've got a few uh, giants, haven't they, Woking?
3: Exactly, yeah. Diara few, at the yeah. back uh, is a bit of a giant. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: they do. Um, so all him, about-
3: Charlie, get at him! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, in the, in the
0: uh, trophy game that I saw, yeah trophy game? Trophy game that I saw. That's now yours got... was
3: a league game, wasn't it? That you saw. When we uh, won 2-0, yes, that was a league game. Was.
0: Yeah, the league game. Sorry. Uh, that's how we got our two goals. Just, it was just down one corner, Wakefield across to Knowles, down the other corner, Knowles across to Wakefield. So, yeah, definitely a, a tactic that I think we'll probably see a little bit more of when, uh, when we come up against that. Um, let's talk about the goal. Tom Knowles, don't fall in love with footballers. Nice finish. Very
2: nice finish. Yeah, it's too late for that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's too late. I've fallen in love. He's yeah. Just when you think, oh, he's so good with his left foot as well. Like he is such a two-footed player. Um, And I think he, yeah, it came through a couple of bodies. The keeper was a little bit unsighted, but he just struck it so cleanly, and it sort of just, well, it flew in. You've seen the. You must have seen the, the, footage on BT Sport. But brilliant goal, brilliant goal. And I don't think they were, sort of took the wind out of them a little bit. I don't think they were expecting us to come at them so quickly, which, you know, if they'd been watching us at all this season, they probably knew that that's how we play. Um, yeah, great hit. One of the best goals we've certainly seen out there. I mean, Quigley scored a good one, didn't he, in the first game? But yeah, it was a great finish. Do you think and...
3: the keeper will have been disappointed with it?
2: Their keeper. Maybe I think right it's,
3: down
2: in the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, it snuck through someone's legs, though, didn't it? Or it, it, I think it was. It was struck so well that I think it probably caught him by surprise how quickly it, because it, it was from, from pretty far out, really. But yeah, it just yeah. it it flew in. <laughs> I just think it just was a bit too quick, and the bodies, you know, through the the bodies as well. He was probably a little bit unsighted.
3: Was um, it um, uh, Gorman? There was a lovely little back heel that put Knowles in, wasn't there? I, I've only seen the goal on on BT, but yeah, someone gives a back heel. I think it's Gorman.
2: Yeah, I think it um, came from a corner. It was just a little bit of a short corner or a throw yeah. down in that far side. And yeah, it just opened up and, uh, you know, almost straight after he almost did it again yep. as well. It, it was sort of a carbon copy of that, that he um, nearly did it, but Keeper got a hold of that one.
0: And then halftime happened, nothing else happened, and we won one nil. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Brilliant news.
3: What was the other chance? Because uh, Worthy said thought so it should have been 3-0 up. Um, You've mentioned the Charlie Wakefield one. Was it Staunton had a chance? Staunton oh, yeah. had a header, yeah. but I think, you know, it wasn't like it was a free
2: header. No. There was another one for Knowles where it opened up in the middle. And you know it was probably an easier chance for him than the one he scored. It was outside the box. So it wasn't you know not overly clear cut, but he just skied it like straight over um, and out of the out of the back of the stand. Uh, I think that might be the one he's thinking about because it was like right on the edge of the box, and he just um, hit it as hard as he could, <laughs> and it went very high
3: in um, front of the in front of the TikTok boys. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah we got a lot of hits from North Wales. We did last night on the we website.
3: They're, 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 they're quite easily upset, I think. For, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they can afford some kind of counsel. I
2: mean, we're not obviously the Glovers cast is not aimed at them. We're we're they're not our target readership. So no. <laughs> if any of you are listening, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't, be sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. They've got enough podcasts of their own.
0: Mm. And. And we can have this all the, all this discussion next season when you don't go up. So
3: <gasps> Right now the second half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no well, uh, one one more question. One more question on the first half. Compare that to the Needham Market game in terms and the, and any other games that we've seen recently in terms of just sheer chance creation. Because one of the things I think has been a reoccurring theme is that not only have we not really been scoring, we've not really been creating much either. Is that that the biggest positive of the lot, is that we are we've created three or four clear cut or clear goal opportunities, which we weren't before?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably the biggest positive from the whole game, really, is how well we played going forward. We look much more fluid and in sync than we have done all season. Uh, But whether that is because, you know, Wrexham, you know, they're they want to win, so they're a bit more forward-thinking than other teams might be. I mean, Darren Saul said it himself, that we're not very good when we've got the ball. And we kind of... It was all about quick breaks and getting the ball forward as quick as possible, really. Whereas, you know, a Market, we had the ball when we didn't really know what to do with it.
0: OK, now you can talk about the second one. <laughs>
3: So what changed in a second? Because they brought Ponticelli <laughs> on, didn't they? So did they yeah. have? Uh, they had. Had... He,
0: had he been on the weights? Because when I was uh, at Wrexham, I think I commented as he was going off because he kept getting bundled over and chucking himself on the floor. That he should go and find the weight room.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I didn't see him before, so I couldn't possibly comment. Um, but he, yeah. So they had. He came on for Kwame Thomas. So I think. Am I right in saying he's been out injured for a while? Yeah, and he
3: came back la- the weekend before, didn't he?
2: Yeah, and he looked a player who was a bit short of uh, fitness. Um, and then, yeah, Ponticelli came on, put himself about a bit, but it seemed to unlock Mullin a lot more. We managed to keep Mullin quite quiet. And, well, Mullin was, he was closer to Staunton in the first half. And then in the second half, he was... Seemed to move over and play a little bit closer to Williams. So we had the, uh, well, let's talk first. We had a good chance, you know, right at the start of the second half. Not too dissimilar from the, the goal we scored against Bournemouth. The Knowles uh, nicked the ball off a defender and squared it. And it was just a little bit of a bobbler that Charlie Wakefield couldn't quite get under control. He was kneeing it, then he was shouldering it, then he was heading it, and then it was gone. Uh, but that was a, you know, if that ball comes in a little bit better for him, you know, that's, that would have been 2 0. Uh, but yeah, then Mullen gets a little bit closer to Morgan Williams and seemed, I don't know, I don't think they targeted targeted him as such, but he, maybe Ponticelli was more over on that other side. So, so he was closer to, um, closer to Staunton, but he, he Went down under a challenge from Williams, which, you know, got people a little bit riled up. I don't think the referee was particularly close to it, but only he really kicked off. And then um, just after that, there was a shot just wide of the post from Mullin again. He, he really wanted to, you know, he, he had the bit between his teeth, really. And then it all went a bit funny after that when they scored their equaliser. We so might have to... Happened- we're all one is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to, aren't we? Yeah, because on the on the highlights, which is probably anyone who wasn't in the stadium has seen, it starts with a player on the floor who is Dale Gorman. What had happened there? How would that? No,
2: I, I think there was a bit of an off the ball thing. There was nothing obvious. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether Gorman just, whether they just crossed paths as they were running. And Gorman's got a bit of a nudge in the face. I'm I'm not, I didn't see it 100%. No,
3: arson.
2: But that probably, you know, because it was off the ball and, you know, I think if it was something very serious, the referee would have stopped it because, you know, if it was that bad, there'd have been, you know, maybe two players down rather than one. But yeah, it was Gorman holding, holding his face as he's on the floor. When we did have a chance to get the ball out, and I was going to say, because
3: did that, did that come straight after that?
2: The ball broke to Knowles? Not Just immediately. The... No, right, not okay. immediately. They were playing around with the ball for a bit, and Knowles nicked it off of their centre midfielder. And right. the touch, I think the touch was a bit too far ahead of him. Then he got a trip, but he went down. Whether there was a clear trip, I'm not sure. Looked like it probably could have been given. One of those that you've seen before. And then. Yeah, they just moved the ball down the left while we sort of we weren't totally focused, you know. A lot of the players were saying, "Look, he's down, he's down." The fans were going a little bit bananas because it was, you know, he was down, holding his head. I mean, I don't know at what point the referee is allowed to be the judge of how serious a yeah. head injury is or not.
3: No, well, I mean, it, it's because this was the thing was the, the Wrexham fans were saying, "Your players had the ball." After he he gone down, therefore, if you were that bothered about it, you should have kicked the ball out of play. Yeah, now well, we,
2: we had it for a split second before Knowles yeah. was tripped over, and they,
3: and they said that they their play shouldn't have been expected to kick it out of play, which I agree with. Yeah. I, you know, as an opposition player, you play to the whistle, don't you? Now, the guidance which we looked up afterwards says, "And play is if, in the referee's opinion, a player is seriously injured or receives a head injury." Hmm. So, do we therefore assume that? Mr. Gill, um, the referee, either hadn't seen it, seemed unlikely, or B, didn't believe that he had a head injury, or C, didn't thought he was a big faker. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, he was holding his head, so he couldn't have thought, well, well that's yeah. definitely not a head injury.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, it wasn't serious because he got up... A... He did get back the, up. The, the manager did bit... say
3: afterwards he had a cut on his head, didn't he?
2: Well, yeah, I got a cut on my finger from the locker at the swimming pool today, but I'm not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> to be fair, a cut to the
3: finger and a cut to the head
2: was slightly different. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, how big is it? <laughs> you know, I he didn't haven't come...
3: inspected it. Yeah, not the he, didn't, finger,
2: but... he didn't come back on patched up or no. need a change of shirt or... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've... You because Lawson,
3: the, I, the reason I'm labouring this is Lawson was, I mean, my <laughs> partner was listening to the commentary with me and he actually stopped and said to me, who's that guy? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was going, he was hopping up and down. He was, uh, yeah. Did he say he's
2: my favourite co-commentator on the BBC?
3: Uh... <laughs> No, don't, don't set him off, don't set him off. But yeah, Law, Lawson was in full anti-ref mode for the, for the, for the rest <laughs> of the game after that. So, and, and I mean, when I, when, when I saw it, I did, I mean, I thought the foul was on um, Knowles when I first saw it for the first time. Um, hmm. I thought, well, that looks like, you yeah, know, then you saw the player was down. And I will add, for any Wrexham fans uh, whose heads were rent-freeing, uh, who were listening, <laughs> brilliant finish from Paul Mullin. Brilliant. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was unbelievable. Absolutely Just... brilliant finish. Yeah, but I if think... you're going to pay him that much every week, I want him to do it twice a week. So, <laughs> bang average. It was, yeah, it was a great finish. Just pick your spot and, yeah, Grant it. no chance with that one. No. So, um...
3: what would you say then? Uh, do, 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 do we think the referee needs to be hung, drawn and courted? I know we're not allowed to talk about referees, but we seem to do it every week anyway. But... <laughs>
2: I mean the manager said he's going to report him. Yeah. So I mean I think there's a I think there's a case for, you know, for him being at fault for that. Yeah. Um is some referees give him, some referees don't. I thought he was having quite a good game up until that point. Yeah. Uh then he did have a bit of a spell where he seemed to lose control of it a little bit. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I can see what there was. People raging next to me where I was sat. They were, <laughs> it was, you know, it was quite funny.
3: This uh, is the same referee who ruled out my mate Rubin's uh, goal on his debut, didn't he? At Weymouth, yeah,
2: Weymouth, yeah.
3: For, for 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 absolutely nothing. So yeah, he's not yeah. he's not averse to uh, you know ruling things out for nothing.
2: It's a shame, isn't anyway, it? Because his dad was always quite good for us.
3: His dad was brilliant, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, his dad. It- the, the old story about getting clapped off on his last football league game. Yeah, it?
2: didn't he request to have his last game at? Y- that's Yover, what I've I think. heard. Yeah. yeah,
3: I've heard that, but yeah, but no, he was he was always a good, fair, common sense kind of referee. And that's not to say, you know, like you said, for however long that is, an hour of the game, this referee was good as as well. Yeah,
2: I think so, and I think we need to be, you know, we have got to give Rexham a bit of credit. They they oh, forced. Yeah. They forced the issue in that second half. And then, of course, we lose Staunton, which is probably another big, you know, in the, in the scale of um, turning points. You know, that was just sent us a little bit further down round the corner because as soon as he goes off, you got little at right back playing, going in at centre back in his first, you know, in his first start for the club. I think did the manager say he wanted him off after sixty minutes yeah, really? he, he should have been off
3: that. by after an hour,
2: yeah. Um he didn't so... go to center he didn't go to, cent- to centre back until the
0: seventy-sixth. He could have come off. <laughs>
2: he he could have. What time did Bradley come on? Seventy six minutes for Staunton. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and then he moves to right back. Yeah. He, he could have. <laughs> I mean I mean at the same time, I'm glad he didn't. Oh no, I'm very glad he didn't, but <laughs>
0: I just, thought wasn't... I just thought the the, the timelines didn't quite add up there.
2: Yeah, he was he was. I thought Little did really well. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Is that yeah. a timeline? I've just clicked on your timelines. I was gonna say, yeah. It's. <laughs> Are you okay? I, I, I'm
0: absolutely fine. Um, I was I was gonna ask about I was gonna ask about Little because I was I was really worried when I when I spoke to him on on Friday morning. He's still in pain. He's playing through the pain. He's. It doesn't sound like it's much fun at the moment but he's just being told, that's right, that's exactly what he should be saying. And I was thinking, um, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no physio, I'm no doctor, I'm no surgeon, but pain, I was always told, was a point at which you stop. So I'm, I was a bit concerned that he was, yeah, playing through pain and just,
2: yeah, yeah, I'll start, yeah, play 90 minutes. Yeah, I'll be fine. Really? Okay. <laughs> Good. He didn't. I, I would say he didn't look like he was... Uh, playing in pain and he didn't, you know, he didn't look like a player who's just come back, really. I thought he looked, you know, I thought he looked the part. I, there was a good comment on our post today, wasn't there? Um, someone said how oh, he still had white socks after so long, I think, <laughs> which he, he thinks is a sign of a, a good player because, you know, he never got caught. Mm. He never had to make those sliding tackles. He was always in the right place at the right time. And he was really... Chatty, he, you know, he was a, with all his years' experience, he was talking the whole time. Um, and I was quite you know, I was sort of in the right back position. Um, where I was,
3: you're playing right back now, are you? Where the
2: hell? <laughs> I was, I was uh, in the right back position when I was watching the game, oh, right? Um, and surely well, for half of it, you were watching the left back position. <laughs> no, I was watching their right back. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, you <laughs>
3: Can we let him finish his sentence? Yeah, so I was quite, I was quite,
2: I was quite close to him in the first half, and yeah, so I got to see how sort of good he was, really. And I think, you know, we had concerns about losing Moss, but I think if little if he stays fit, he's going to be quite important, especially given the the loss of Staunton. I think having lost Staunton, I think probably the perfect right back to have there is someone with mark little's experience yeah yeah definitely
0: i agree i'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully like you say for the for the majority of the back end of the season i think he could be could be vital yeah absolutely
2: yeah if
0: he stays Uh, fit (laughs) obviously then the own goal to to win it just a couple of moments after that change for staunton did we just not get going was there a moment did we just take a couple of minutes to feel sorry for ourselves because it was i mean it's a it's an unlucky own goal. He's got to chuck his foot at it because it's flashing across the face of goal. I kind of get it. But it just felt like 76 minutes, we have the injury and the change, and then 79 minutes. Was that a bit of a kick in the teeth because we hadn't really had a chance to react
2: and set ourselves up properly? I think it. I think so. I mean, they the ball broke down to them on the left. I think we lost it. And that was when Bradley had just come on so there was a bit of a yeah there was a bit of a shape a bit of a reshuffle there where they were sort of figuring out who was where and the, the the ball sort of just gets whipped all the way over and then I think yeah Davis just hits it as hard and low as he possibly can and yeah I think if Williams doesn't get something on it then it probably does go to one of the strikers to put it away uh, and yeah at that point you just think how <laughs> I don't know what these players have got left to, to claw this back now and Rexham had all the you know all the tricks in the book getting to the corners and holding on to the ball we you know we played really intensely for as long as we possibly could but that yeah the Staunton the Staunton change just really sort of took the wind out of ourselves totally I mean the manager you know we had two strikers on the bench he brought them both on I think Adi Yusuf had a had a use of had a decent chance. It was a good cross into him from I think it was from Little. It was either Little or Bradley puts this ball in, and he's inches away from getting something on it. Uh, and you know, who knows? That could have been the equalizer then. But after that, they just controlled it really and didn't give us a didn't give us much of a sniff.
3: Good players, good team.
2: Yeah, they were a good team. They weren't as good as Chesterfield. No. I think Chesterfield, especially with uh, the addition of a top scorer from another team in the National League. Oh, I feel a segue. <laughs> I feel I, a segue. I think, I think Chesterfield will be disappointed if they don't win the league this season. Yeah. Okay. Especially yeah. with all the money they've spent as well. Chesterfield. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So,
2: Should we segue? <laughs> this is a peaks and troughs. <laughs> yeah, we've done the good bit about how amazing
3: the good we bit? were. Yeah, no, back...
2: <laughs> back to the bad bit now. Yeah. Do we need so, to find? Do we need to find the statement? <laughs> do we have to? Yeah. Well,
0: well, it's, it's your fault. Ian. you, you stop paying and start going on on press passes.
2: You stopped paying, mate. It's your fault, is it?
1: Yeah,
2: I've paid for a few. It? I've paid for quite a few games this season. Actually. Not enough. No, sorry, Scott. Yeah. You stop paying. He sells a striker. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> well, so, you, two, you two could come down.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could do. We could do. I'm going next weekend. Not that he'll see any of my money, but there we go. <laughs> um, we So, yes, uh, eight o'clock Friday evening. Um, and we'll come on to this, I'm sure. But having been told that there, there were no bids that had been accepted for our, our players, Uh, We have a statement issued under the title Joe Quigley Departs with the, the following quote from our fearless leader, Mr Scott Priestall. The decision to accept the offer for Joe is one that helps improve our cash resources at a time when our average attendances are much lower than expected. As a result, we have a shortfall in our budget for the season. The ongoing speculation surrounding a takeover is certainly not helping the club recover from the lost revenues from playing last season behind closed doors. And with the exception of the Bournemouth game, attendances have not met pre-pandemic numbers. On well, the point of the potential takeover, I can tell you that no party up to this point has been in a position or is yet in a position to complete the takeover. Although discussions have continued, the club are looking at alternative sources of funding and investment. I shall update you further in due course. <gasps> That's me holding my breath, <laughs> waiting to be told more. In due course. In due course, yeah. When's, so, When's due course? Exactly, yeah. <laughs>
2: So it's longer than he, a week. he didn't yeah he didn't put days on this one did he
3: No he didn't no no and he didn't specify which calendar he was working on either did he um, <clears throat> So where do we where do we want to start with that one Firstly I, I guess are we all because there seem to be two schools of thought on on the que thing there were some people and uh, probably more of a minority than a majority saying we got money for a player who cost us nothing trying to make spin a positive out of that one. Can we see any logic behind that?
2: I mean, at any other time, that's a positive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, you've signed a player for nothing and you've sold him on. Who knows for how much? I mean, there's speculation that we got six figures, but I would be very surprised if we got six figures for him. Um, I don't think he's a...
3: Before or after the decimal point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's a 100 grand player, but I mean, if you've got money to burn, then maybe you're happy to do that um and if you really need a striker then maybe he is worth that um but i think given our situation at the moment like how can it's not a positive and i think to 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 make the excuse that you're selling him because of attendances and the ongoing speculation about a takeover which he's done you know has he done anything to dispel the speculation because right. everything, when he says things, they're all very sort of vague. He's not saying there's not a takeover happening, it's all very, okay.
3: um, so that he's quite clearly in that statement said that there is a conversation
2: <laughs> happening, isn't yeah. It? So. so it's like you know, if well, there's one person who is in a position to quash all the speculation okay. or say this is happening, this is not happening, but instead there's just ambiguity. Or fifteen hundred word right. statements that people can get through. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I was, I was a bit shocked to read that when it came through and to see that he had the, I don't know what he had.
3: Yeah.
2: The, the cojones to the brass neck. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so, so let's assume then that 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 he is correct. Um, I mean, and it seems that the tendencies. Or well, the attendances that we are budgeted for, according to the statement that you made back in December, are for an average crowd of 3,000. Now, having looked back into this, we've not achieved average crowd of 3,000 for five years, 2016-17, in, in the League games when we were in, 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 in League 2, or 3,000 plus, I should say. So... We have actually uh, achieved this season, and this is up to and including the Wrexham game, um, so we have attracted 44,914 people um, over 17 games, which is an average of 2,642. Now, if you go back to the first season um, in the National League, the 1920 season, when um, we had a new chairman recently installed with a team that was playing football, winning football, we averaged crowds over the, the 18 home games that, that, that we had then of 9,500 no, 9,000, sorry 2,951 <laughs> sorry, I'm going well over the top there so 2,951 and therefore that is a difference between the 2019-20 season and this season so far, we've played a similar number of games of 309 supporters per match even with a bit of statistical margin for error there. Is that really such a plunge in attendances that we've got to flog off all of our best players? Well, not all of our best players, but certainly one of our best players. I
1: would
3: would, argue not.
0: But I would say this. Not only are 309 people not coming on average, but 309 people aren't buying a programme. They aren't buying food. They aren't buying an extra thing. They aren't doing this. They aren't doing that because your stadium isn't up to it anymore. So, yeah. you know, it's not 309 lots of 20 quid. It's 309 lots of 20 quid plus anything else you can get out of their pocket. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we we all saw the scenes. We saw the pictures on social media of the Bournemouth fans queuing up 50 people deep while the game was going on to get drinks. Well, how many of those people turned away? How many of those people said, oh, stuff, there's a chemical. Let's go back in and watch the second half. Let's go back and do this. Because those things aren't up to it.
3: Don't, Can I say that 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 only existed because there were volunteers in those bars serving exactly. people?
0: So, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I, it just didn't need to be there. It didn't need to be there. That line, no, did it? It didn't need to be there.
3: Do we no, think? Do we think he actually mean... believes it, or do we think this is just another dig at? Of course it is. The, the, of course the, it is. Of course it's a dig. That, that's the primary intent, uh,
2: intent. I think he's. I think he's, he's probably seen everyone's got very excited. It feels like a very spiteful. Yeah, of course it is. Spiteful line that he has said, and I I tweeted this. That it feels like he said it because he's not got his own way ultimately. It's just a toy out of a pram. That's all it is. Let's just hope it's the last toy.
0: Mm. Yeah. it just it just didn't need to be there, and it did know. It too. Do you know what? Do you know who got disrespected out of it? Joe Quigley, yeah who's not done an awful lot wrong for us in the time that he's been here. Mate. It's not his fault that he's a valuable asset because he's got two and a half years left on his contract. It's not his fault that he scored a few goals. It's not his fault that he was probably the only one worth, quote, maybe rumoured six figures because of that contract length. It's not his fault. He should have been wished nothing but the best. We were told head on a stick and nothing more. He's been so much damn more than that for us. And he's been disrespected, let alone us let alone fans let alone anyone who else can take disrespect out of it don't do joe quickly out of it this ain't this ain't his fault he should have been sent on his way with a thanks and a pat on the back um and look you're doing you're doing the team good by you know this is greater good business if that's if that's the reason and i'm i haven't worked the math out i don't really care if that's the reason greater good you're gonna have to go for us so that we've got money in the reserves money in the bank that we can then do what we need to do with, and that's where that's where some of my frustration lies regarding this whole Quigley thing. That Joe Quigley has been completely almost ignored out of this, and I think he deserves an opportunity to, you know, be respected for what he's done in his relatively short time with us. a
3: yeah. nearly a million pound that we brought in through loans and prize money is, you know, that's not enough money in the bank apparently. For the staff, where we've lost most of our big wage earners in the summer, and um, replaced them with, you know, with with all due respect, with the possible exception of Mark Little, we replaced them with people who are, I'm presuming um, earn less than the likes of Reese Murphy, Charlie Lee, Colton, Jimmy Smith. We've got a manager who's telling us that there are staff shortages at the club. His assistant manager, Terry Skiverton, who again, I'm sure, was... was, was probably on a wage, um, you know, have, have all gone. So all we see is reducing, um, you know, costs at the club. Um, we see money being borrowed, hand over fist, £800,000 worth of money. We see you know, the manager uh, and, and the players doing a great job um, reaching the third round of the FA Cup with two games on the television, bringing in, you know, uh, all of these things bring in the thick end of a million pounds. What's happened with all that money? Where's all that money gone? What's, what's happening with all that money that means that we suddenly have to buy, buy all these players? I'm not saying anything untoward has happened with it. What's happened with it? Why's that not in the statement? If it's all perfectly, you know, the way of things, tell us. Tell us what they are. We might not understand what all your balance sheets and everything mean, but I guarantee you there are people out there who read them who will understand what they mean. Tell us.
0: And even, even, if, even if that 100 grand, let's just use 100 grand for easy math figures. 100 grand is used because Sporting England have started tapping on the door saying, right, I want some of my money back. Okay, fine. You've had to make a move. That's fine. That's a perfectly legitimate reason to try and draw in 100,000 pounds of cash quite quickly. It was a perfectly legitimate reason to take the loan. That's why they were there. And repaying that loan would be a perfectly legitimate reason of trying to raise some cash. Tell us tell us so simple when so, we borrowed so the
3: money we were told about what easy terms we were on and how it's repairable <laughs> over 20 years and yeah. you know how the first yeah, two yeah. years of it were on a two percent yeah so, so it's all or, fine
2: when or, we borrowed the money we had to put in a freedom of information request to find out how much money we borrowed
0: <laughs> or or instead of making a little dig at supporters and the 309 people that aren't turning up you turn around and you explain that we've had to sell Joe Quigley for again use the number for easy maths for a hundred thousand pounds because what we want to do is bring in two players that we've already identified that are going to cost us around about seventy five thousand pounds. So for one Joe Quigley, you're going to get two others in the next couple of weeks. who are going to come in and bolster the squad. And everyone goes, oh, that's nasty that we've had to lose our top scorer, but we're getting two in. That's good.
2: Like when we sold Courtney Duffus so that we could sign Ruben Reed. But if 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 that's if that's
0: if that's spelt out for you, yeah, here's what we're going to do. People take that a lot softer. People are just being told we've had to we've we've, we've had to sell him because you're not coming,
2: yeah, and that yeah. just makes everyone go that-
0: well stuff you then
2: bear in mind, he doesn't go either yeah of course <laughs> like, yeah, the hypocrisy the hypocrisy of it, yeah, when he's the you know the custodian of a hundred and twenty five hundred and twenty six year old football club that he doesn't come to the matches. To then have a go at supporters who also aren't coming to matches, it's just... I don't know. I don't this know. is a man
3: who's fallen in love with the club and the yeah. and the community and Are we everything in, that we had.
2: We're in... It feels like we're in the... I forget who the old Bolton owner was who used to take over the website and post whatever he wanted to. Or Steve Dale at Bury when he used to post whatever he wanted to on the website. I feel like we're in this... <laughs> we're sort of in this stage of oh, yeah, do that, put that on, and that's it.
0: Mm. Meanwhile, on the pitch, the players are running through brick walls, falling oh, yeah. apart at the seams. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And putting in yeah, the most yeah. incredible effort. Yeah, And it's, I've, I've never known, in all of the Boltons and the Berries yeah. and all the rest, of it, I've never known a situation quite so... with quite so much disparity between yeah. off the field and on the field. I don't think I've enjoyed this team... As much as uh, in years, I enjoy this team as much as I've enjoyed so many
2: other teams. Yeah, and yet I've never felt so bad about everything else. I enjoy this team more than I enjoyed the 1920 team. Yeah, I I think I do as well. I think I do as well,
0: and that's a ridiculous level of credit to the manager for pulling this squad together with about four pound fifty, (laughs) apparently. A ridiculous (laughs) of of their own attitude. You know, when um, again I, I spoke to Martin Little, and he gave me the line about. Doesn't bother us. We deal with what we got to deal with. We've got to just concentrate on our little zone. And I get, and I've heard that a thousand footballers, at a thousand football clubs, and I've not believed one of them until now. I truly believe that Mark Little is just leading this team with the experienced heads and just concentrating on what they can concentrate on and playing for the fans. The one thing we got out of that um, that's football podcast before they injured both of our star players uh, was that they talked about you. You. You realize that you're over who you're playing for. And it's something I've long thought of. If you can put a name, a supporter's name, on why you're out there, who would give anything to be out there in that shirt for you, in, in place of you. And and our this team are doing that. And it's amazing that our team are doing this. And our owner is couldn't couldn't get us. It's so so frustrating. And I feel so sorry for for Darren Sarl. That post match interview was almost sad. I nearly donated two pound a month. Was, <laughs> a lottery. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, he. It was almost sad. He was almost sad. Like, yeah, I just, I just need some players. I just need some players. <laughs> Did he say help. I need
2: help? Didn't he? Is that what he said? We needed need to, We need,
3: we need some help. Yeah. yeah. And then, he, and then he said, "It's not a cryptic clue." I thought he's right. It's yeah. not very cryptic, it's not it's cryptic right. not. at
2: all.
0: Jonathan <laughs> Creek can stand down. We don't need <laughs> you, mate. Don't worry about it. We don't need this. <laughs> we figured it out. It's not a cryptic clue. This team just need just need some extra bodies and it's and his final line was yeah i could have done with him today About joe quigley yeah (laughs) couldn't we all yeah um uh, so yeah look we know he listens that's the other thing we've learned this week we know he listens (laughs) Nothing, nothing but credit nothing but credit this week to even get a team out there let alone playing like that working their backsides off this team This manager, ridiculous right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Even though we've gone on this ridiculous run. Imagine if we'd have won a few of these games.
2: (laughs) It's only been one game.
0: Sorry, yeah, this particular run. The other runs that have preceded this run. Uh, Okay, yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. We know you listen, Darren, mate. And do you know what? We have given you a bit of stick. But nothing but praise right now. Nothing but praise.
3: What was the line on his last line of his press comments? I've got him on the back foot, Sam. I, said, <laughs> I, I love to, it. I had to defend the
0: Glover's cast honour.
3: <laughs> he, did. he did. He did very well, mate. Yeah. Uh, I
0: hope so. I hope so because he cheesed me off with his other bit that he didn't tell us. Forget. <laughs> hmm. okay. uh,
3: so we go on to some questions? Because, Thank God, after, because
0: good, because I was going to go on a rant about that. Then I
3: was going to say, let's not let's leave that one where it is. But but yeah, so we have, we have got questions, and I have organised them into uh, into little sheets for us all here, so um, so we can we can not miss any this week. I think. What if
0: a what if a what if a question come in in the last couple of minutes?
3: I've been checking whilst we've been talking, and I can't see any. Although Mm-mm. I did ask people to put their questions in with the hashtag GCQs. <laughs>
2: so we need to start with an apology.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the investigation is underway
2: and we can't possibly comment <laughs> until it is done.
3: Yeah. Well, as we said, the the right honorable chief whip Ivan Drago will be leading the because uh, <laughs> he gets everything right. But the um so we, we have got a couple of questions, which I think we have answered. So um, Clevo asked us about what will be revoking Rule 1. Well, I think we're going to have to, because um, we've spoken about the ref. He asked, um, yeah, should, should the ball have been kicked out during the phase of play that led up to and equaliser? I think we covered that one. Harry Eaton asks a slightly different question about what's the best thing you've seen at YTFC, and why is the Jolly Green Giant conducting pre-snow outchance before the game? It... Did that happen, Ian? Can you confirm that?
2: I didn't see it. I mean, the the Jolly Green Giant is a bit like wallpaper to me. I just, I see him there and I don't really pay a lot of attention. Right. Um. So I, I didn't notice it. But if he was, you know, fair play. I can think of no stronger position for him to be in.
1: <laughs> he's, I, got
2: can... he's got to do something. If he can get that going, then yeah. top bins. I think one of the things I would say on the... The chanting, the banner, it was more vocal yesterday than it has been before. I think even, you know, there was even supporters around me clapping, which is very unusual at that point. I think there there is a bit of resistance um, to those types of chants at times. But I think, you know, the statement that came out on Friday has well and (laughs) truly turned the screw on, you know, that minority. I don't think it's such a minority anymore.
3: No. Um, I, I would just say, though, Harry, that I think Elopson heading in a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a second goal against Sheffield United is probably a better thing I've seen a huge part. I'd say, but anything you yeah, add on enough, that? Did, ben? You have a, did you have a fall after that? <laughs> not allowed to. Not allowed to talk about that anymore. It's still hurts, yeah. doesn't it? You do have the scar. You have the scar. Yeah. Um, and then we worth have that.
2: So yeah, worth, it it. Was
3: worth it. It was. It's yeah. better
2: than falling off your bike on ice. I expect.
3: No, you know, nearly nearly a year to the day. A year tomorrow it will be. Getting back
2: on tomorrow. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> no, Um. So, Adi Yusuf, there's a few questions here about why do people like Adi Yusuf. Um, probably the best question we've we've had on this um, is from Debs Curtis, who says, "Do you think Darren can do anything to change the way Reed and Yusuf play?" Robin Battle also asked, do we stick with Sonny Knowles and Wakefield or do we have Reed and Youssef as our, as our recognised striker? Is there anything tactically, I guess they're saying, that we can do to um, maximise Adi Yusuf and Ruben Reed better? Or do you think it's just a case that they've got to be better? Or do you think they're doing very well, Amy?
2: I mean, I think we've seen a lot of Adi Yusuf, And I think it's something we've talked about quite a lot that we don't really know what sort of striker he is. He looks good coming off the bench. Not sure if he can head it. Um, (laughs) He's quite an instinctive striker rather than one who, uh, you know, if he's got a lot of time, he he tends to fluff his lines a little bit. Um, So I think we know, I I feel like we know what Adi Yusuf is now. Um, And I don't, well, I don't know if we can get him to change or not. I think our front three on... Saturday was by far the best. Like I've said already, by far the best we've seen going forward. And I don't really know. I don't really know how you bring either of them into that to, you know, they're not like for like swaps. The pace of Knowles and Wakefield isn't, you know, Ruben Reed and Ali Yusuf don't have that pace. I think once Reed's on the pitch, he's your target man who you want to get the ball to his feet. And then, you 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 lose something if you bring in Reed, who do you take out? Wakefield or Knowles? Then you've not got that pace in wide areas or that pace cutting inside. Or do you take out Sonny? Then you've not got that little wizard in the middle, able to find those passes and you know do that type of thing. There's you could drop him back into midfield and maybe take out Jordan Barnett, but I think I think we I think we're seeing the best of Sonny behind two strikers. You and then we, I think, see, go on a second. I, I was just going to say, then I think, you know, we've seen a lot of Reed last season. His best partnership was with Reese Murphy and we haven't got that type of striker. So, you know, and when he's played with Quigley, we didn't think much of them two as a pairing. So, I don't know. Based on, you know, on recency bias, I go with what I saw on Saturday because it was, Really good. I wonder if,
0: come Woking, we'll we'll have to protect our defence a little bit more. If it is going to be Wilkinson and Williams, Reed and a left back, possibly Robinson. I wonder if we might need to offer them a little bit more protection. And so I wonder if we might have to have someone a bit more back to goal to hold a ball up after soaking up five minutes of pressure. Woking out in exactly horrendous form. They've picked up a couple of wins, albeit against literally nobody's, Wilson and Dover. Um, but I do wonder if we might have to afford a little bit more protection. I agree with you, Ian. If this three is working, it's an exciting three. It always felt like it was always two from three with those guys in around a striker. It was Wakefield and Knowles with Sonny somewhere else or Wakefield and Sonny or Sonny and Knowles and one of them was coming off the bench and one would replace the other. If there's a way that this three works... I definitely stick with it and just have those lads coming off the bench as battering rams if they need to be after an hour with tiring defences maybe or in the final few moments just to hold up if you're trying to hold in or hold a lead, for example. But I just wonder, no Staunton in midfield, no Hunt at the back. It's going to look very different defensively. And I do wonder if we're going to try and have ourselves a, a bit of a back-to-goal outlet that they want the ball to stick with. And I guess of the two, it'd be Reed, But I do wonder if we might go that way.
2: Maybe. I think we might wanna I don't know, I feel like we might want to try and soak it up a little bit and then, you know, hit the channels and run onto it. I really hope so. Uh, one thing I would say, this it wasn't like Darren Way's side hitting up the channels and hoping someone was gonna run onto it. You had you know, we talked about them being athletes. We had a marathon runner and a pole vaulter. Uh- <laughs> You know, really chasing after him, or triple jumper. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'd like to see it stick until one of them gets injured. Okay.
3: So we've had a couple of other questions about Joe Quickly, which I think we've, we we've probably. Hang on. Helped. Sorry.
2: Should we touch on why people like Adi Yusuf?
3: Okay. Uh, I think no. the question <laughs> was why do people not like Adi? Well, yeah, it was. It was. it was question more of why. Why do you like him? He's not doing very well.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm mean, I, but also he comes on and people are like, yay, Addy's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, You know, since the first game he came on. Yeah. And I, is it his name? Is it his hair? I don't know. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> he's I really hope not. No, I know. I know. But like when he came on against Woken, he was brilliant. He was really good in that game. Um, Maybe it's just because he runs around. He does. He does run around and bump into people. Yeah. Um. But I think we. Yeah. I think we're reaching a point where we need to see a lot more end product, especially now we've down to two strikers. Mm.
0: Definitely. Yeah. This is. Yeah.
2: Coming off off the coming on off of the bench, you know, if that's the type of striker he is, he needs to do what he did against Woking on the regular and be that super sub. Yep. Michael Ricketts.
3: Shining <laughs> Michael Ricketts. Um, so, yeah, a couple of questions about Quigley, which I think we've answered. Um, we've got some other questions here. Mike Bennett asked, how many players do we need to bring in to be serious about being playoff contenders?
2: <laughs> 11. Now, <laughs> now. No. <laughs> well, no, we need backups. Yeah. That's what I'm talking Well, we need Phil Jevons and Gavin Williams.
3: Yeah. For a start. I mean, I think we Bartos. <laughs> probably covered in goal, aren't we? Defensively, you probably need another couple, you two know? Cent-
2: two centre-backs.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think- we have got two, but they just rotate <laughs> as to who's injured and who's yeah, not. Yeah, we need another two. Yeah. So so you need two or three there, maybe another couple in midfield, um, and maybe two strikers. What's that? Six? Seven? Seven? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Eleven's
2: not that far off.
3: How many do you think then, Ben? You're pulling your face like... I'm just I'm, I'm trying to work it out. Because, obvi- I mean, the obvious caveat is that
0: it depends who it is. Um, not just in terms of quality, but in terms of flexibility and experience and all the rest of it. If you gave me three Josh Staunton's, I'd think we'd have a chance. But if you gave me six others, I think we probably have a chance as well. It, it, there's a lot of context to that.
2: I don't so, think your heart has room for another three Josh Staunton's. It
0: doesn't. <laughs> not, I, I will implode. It's fine. Um Definitely a centre back, definitely a striker, and definitely a enforcer in midfield because Dale Gorman's going to get sent off pretty soon, and we don't know what the deal is with Josh Daunton. So minimum of three.
3: Okay. Um, Andy Craig asked, "How many of our current squad will still be here next season?"
2: Maximum of three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope. I hope it's more. <laughs> I mean, we know at least Morgan Williams, although, you know, okay. yeah, chill out, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> by the time let's get to the goes, end of the week, yeah.
0: <laughs> by the time this podcast goes out, we know it's out of date some way, shape,
2: or form. It's not all yeah. without. Um. Okay. Should we list? who we think? Well, who do we want to stay? Grant Smith. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Go see, yeah. We got go, <clears throat> Mark, Mark
2: mm, injury record dependent. I'm
0: middling yeah. on that one.
2: Hard to know. Alex
3: Bradley?
0: <sighs> Haven't seen enough of him to really know. So, I'm...
2: based I'm... on last season, based I, on, I, oh, yeah, I think book. I'd
0: want to keep him.
2: Without question. <laughs> without question. yeah. Uh, Josh Staunton, I think we can probably say no to Josh at this stage. Seven year contract. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for everything. Three year <laughs> contract, actually. <laughs> Thanks, but no, it's not USS. Um, Max think Hunt? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dave, we're both listed.
3: <laughs> yeah, go on.
2: Definitely, Max Hunt.
0: He's the one that's worth hundred grand in a couple of years. Definitely, Wilco. Yeah, he's got one more year.
2: His injuries court.
0: are his injuries are a concern, but I think as a bit of a leader, he's got
2: one more year. Uh, who we got left back? Jordan Barnett, definitely. Yeah. Who else is on the contract? Gorman. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a bit fifty fifty. <laughs> I'm a bit fifty-fifty. Either he's sometimes I think he's a ginger sedan, and sometimes I think he's just ginger. head headbutting
3: Maserati.
2: Yeah, I thought he had. He, other than the you know the incident that he was at the centre of, which wasn't really his fault, I said, I thought he had another one of his games where he was pretty good. Like he did, you know, he kept the ball ticking over. He didn't do anything wrong, really. Mm. I think he's that. I I think I'd keep him. I think I'd like to keep him as. As an option in midfield, because he's certainly got something about him. Just need to beat him out of shooting, really. Yeah, yeah. Beat the like, shooting out of him. There's definitely reason to keep him, and if he
0: signed again, I'd be very happy about it. But right now, I'm I'm on the fence.
2: Okay, who else we got? Worthy, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: yes. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. <laughs> Yusuf. No
0: I, think, no, I think no. If if the season ends tomorrow, he's the only one I'd release right now. You keep um, Reed. I think there's a conversation to be had with Reed. <laughs> I do. How I does think... that conversation
2: go? <laughs> You're pack, on up how?
0: Your, pack up your things. Um, no, uh, I, I think I think there's a conversation to be had. Again, we're lacking leaders. We're lacking experienced heads. It's something that he's that Darren Styles mentioned that he doesn't want to bring in a kid on loan, and I completely agree. He wants to bring in someone who's been there and done it and can guide others. And I think Reed has a place for that. And he's had a bad injury and deserves the time to come back and get himself going again. Because when you're Reed's age and you've got a bad hamstring injury, they take time to get around and they might not ever get right again. So I think there's a conversation to be had. And six months down the line, we'll see how his sort of back end of his, his campaign has been. So the only one, if it had to be tomorrow, gun to my head, that I would release rather than offer something to would be Ali Yusuf.
3: Come the end of the season, what would you judge Ruben Reed on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah. right now, yeah. we need
2: some frigging goals. Amen. That's about as punk rock as Ben gets.
3: Yeah. We need some
2: frigging goals.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the only other contracted player that we haven't mentioned is Albie Scendi. Would we keep him there?
2: <laughs> Not
0: seeing he, enough of him. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, if we can get a Justin Bieber concert at Hewish yeah. Park, we might tip over 3,000. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just about. Uh, we were
1: 12 I wouldn't go. Today,
3: so.
0: <laughs> However, we should say that Justin Bieber has been overtaken on the Glover's Cast page hits yeah. after the Terry Skiverton debacle. Yes. Yeah. Justin Bieber was our highest hitting event because <laughs> apparently a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of uh, US uh, uh, believers cottoned caught, caught on to us, but. Now we've got a real Yeovil Town thing at the top of our hit list. Mm.
3: <laughs> so now we move into questions that I've just bracketed under other. <laughs> you, you know what these are, but I've got, I, I, I want Ben to answer this one. Okay. We all regularly travel the length of the country to watch Yeovil Town. We how, how far would you travel for a bloody nice sandwich?
0: Oh, that's a great question. That's a great <laughs> question. The, the nicest sandwich I ever had. Was it Katz's Deli in New York, and that's a bloody long way away. So oh. let's not let's not roll out pretty much any distance beyond however many thousands of miles that is.
3: Was it pastrami?
0: Yeah, pastrami on rye, very oh, nice.
3: That was the one where they did Harry met Sally, wasn't it?
0: Yes, did, they have. You see that table? No, they have like that's a that's like a when we were there, it was a it was just a photo table. You sat there, had a photo to say I was at the table where Harry met Sally, and Sally did you know what? Um, and then you had to like move. <laughs> nice.
1: There you
2: go.
0: But yeah, there you that's go. how far I would go for a very nice sandwich.
2: I do like a sandwich. <laughs> I yeah. go to Earl's. That's not very far to go to Earl's. I was
3: mm-hmm. going to say Earl's sandwich. I was going to say uh, ask about that. Is it still there?
2: Yeah.
3: Down the bottom of uh, yeah yeah.
2: Love
3: an Earl's. History? Yeah. Now I was I, when I was at college, we always used to go for an Earl's. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Tuppence, if you were on a Sunday football. Pundit panel on Sky. Who would you want to have alongside you? Maximum of two people.
0: Lawson Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have. I have some questions.
2: Um... Oh,
0: that's a great question.
2: I want Ian e. Wright and Roy Keane either side of me because <laughs> I just think those two. Think I just every time they're on, I just love Ian e. Wright prodding and prodding and Roy Keane trying to. <laughs> trying to keep up that hard man image but you know he does crack him up every now and then doesn't he just for the
3: keen is without doubt my favorite pun he he is brilliant i love
2: him yeah he's got it down at the moment hasn't he 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 knows he knows what people want from him i love it when he i love it when he cracks a smile because he (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he's in pain when he when (laughs) when he cracks a smile
3: Uh... Um, okay, you're gonna you're gonna go for a second Ben, or is it just Lawson at the moment? I, I don't know. That's a
2: really it's a really good question because I, I think know. he just wants Lawson, then he's gonna have a fight, then he can be, <laughs> get himself up the they table. Make an
3: arm wrestle as to who's the best uh, co-commentator. Who's the uh,
2: ref? Sheridan is ref.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. We'll come back to that one. Uh, Lecter, one statue, Skivo or Gary Johnson? Who? Skivo Skivo can we put them both together, like, <laughs> celebrating?
2: It looked like that Ronaldo statue. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah there,
2: maybe there is a sculpture of them two together.
0: Um, yeah. The one that immediately comes to mind is the one just after the semi-final where we win, but Darren Way's in
2: that, and that might... <laughs> um, uh, might have to cut that
3: one, might yeah.
2: cut that one out, might <laughs> you? Okay. Yeah, I think Skivai... Yeah?
3: just Skivai well, didn't
2: leave. Yeah, he did. Well, he has now, but... <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's that's the big thing, isn't it? You know, Skivo was here before Gary was here. Skivo stayed when Gary left. <laughs> Skivo stayed when Gary came back. Skivo stayed when Gary left again. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. Um, How about you, yeah. Dave?
2: Did you say Skivo? Or...
3: I just said Skivo as well. Yeah. Well, obviously, Forrington, but then I'd say yeah, Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. um And fair, then we...
0: The Terry Skiven statue will look very good next to the Josh Thornton one, so... Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which Ben is financing himself, yeah. 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 And possibly making himself out of <laughs> yeah. Papa Mache, yeah. yeah. Um
2: Sonny Pay, Papa Mache. Papa
3: mache. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple there's a few other questions here. The the the, the only Yeovil Town one is from Soylent Green one nine six and it says if YTFC were to disappear in its current form, brackets, god forbid, what would you nickname? What would be the name and nickname of a phoenix club, AFC Oval, Question mark with a nickname of the Choppers, which I, <laughs> I guess. I was is... going to say Choppers, helicopters. Yeah, with a helicopter-related thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean that's pretty much all we've
3: got. Why yeah. can't we? Why can't we be the Glovers? Uh, I'm not saying we can't. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, the Phoenix Glovers. Yeah,
2: AFC Glove Men.
3: AFC Glove Yeah. <laughs>
2: Hashtag Dem Gloves.
3: Yeah. Hashtag right. I'll write all these down. Right. Okay. Okay. Get them Um, trademarked
2: before you know who does. I think we'd be called Yoval and football.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeovil football
3: and athletic club. Exactly. And we'd play overlooking. uh, Where would we play?
2: Ilchester Rack.
3: Oh, just a rack. That'd be nice and local (laughs) for you, wouldn't it?
2: (laughs) I could walk and go to the pub as well.
3: Okay. Um, a couple of then quick ones. Uh, Jim, why is being shot on by a bird? Class is lucky.
2: <laughs> I saw a good reply to this one, which I think we should just point people to, really.
3: Right. Was it the photo of someone with a shoulder full of bird doings?
2: No, I think someone wrote, it depends how much you've paid for it or something.
3: All right. <laughs> 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 right. Okay, right. I shouldn't have asked I didn't see that. One. Um, oh, sorry, listeners. Yeah. Uh, it's Russian, tough-
0: by the way. It's a Russian thing. It? There you go. it's a Russian because the odds of it happening in middle of nowhere Russia are so slim that it's considered lucky. It's a Russian
3: thing. There you go. Okay. Um, Palace Glover asks about: Does running into a goalkeeper now mean you're given a penalty, or is it just down to the badge on your shirt? I'm guessing this is something to do with the Palace bit of the Glover. Didn't, didn't they have a dodgy penalty against them for Liverpool against Liverpool today? I think. No idea. Right, we're all looking blankly. He also, he, he also asked, "Jaffa cake, cake or a biscuit?"
0: Cake, as per the nineteen ninety-one lawsuit, where it said that a chocolate-covered cake is non-VATable, whilst a chocolate-covered biscuit is, and thusly, they are a cake.
3: Okay. Um, Glove actually says, "When a clown moves into a palace, he does not become a king. The palace becomes a circus." Not really a question. But think- <laughs> Evening,
0: Prime Minister.
3: <laughs> Just a statement. Um, yeah, uh, and then finally, Tuppence. Is there a club with more wankers per square foot than Chelsea? Depends who's in Hewish Park. Please. <laughs> <laughs> ben said Leeds, and then his wife rugby tackled <laughs> him to the floor.
2: Yeah, you, you couldn't have said that any less clear. I could you as well. No,
3: no. Okay. Um, but that is the end of our questions. Well, the
2: <laughs> well there you are there we have it have a good week lads
0: i'm just checking the i'm just checking the work rota so whether or not i might be on press conference duty again this week oh what's ben
3: <laughs> what's ben's first breaking, be?
2: breaking news listener we're still recording ben are you working or not
3: <laughs> no uh, sam
2: can to pencil you in <laughs> have to wait and see
3: okay right if you're listening, Gaffer, you.
0: if you're listening, Gaffer, I'll see you Friday.
3: And with a quick turn, the skipper Alex
0: stock slams it in. There's
2: Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could
1: win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start! Six
0: minutes, gives Jovil the lead.
1: Stansfield, good turn away from
0: Trott, goal!